I'll try that again. My mic wasn't on. Good morning. morning. Welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, where we are worshiping Jesus Christ, living out the Father God's love, and transforming community by the Holy Spirit. We got this. Look at this. This is, we got senior options. That's this Wednesday, and I'm going around, and we're going to, daytimers. I'm letting the daytimers know. We're calling off daytimers, and we're surviving strokes on 25th. 10:30 a.m. I told Clark, I haven't died. Dr. T, did you get me? No daytimers. We're doing that. Um, the next week we got lunch bunch. That's next Wednesday, and then a couple weeks after that we have surviving the, the holidays, and then there's a sign up. Um, if you want to be first lunch, put your name. How many are attending? Just give us a heads up on. Who's coming? What's going on? You know, um, if you want to join the church, there's a couple sign-up sheets on the back. We're doing a new members class Friday and Saturday. You don't have to go to both. You can go to either or, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then you'll join the church next week. Next Sunday is going to be pretty full. It's Reformation Sunday where we celebrate the Great Reformation and the theological split of priesthood of all believers. Amen? Amen. I'm in one of those moods where I'm just so grateful. It's been yesterday. I've heard nothing but amazing things about the women's ministries half day. And I married way up. I've heard everybody's been saying, she's a way better preacher than you, Jay. And I'm okay with that. I think she's an English major and all kinds of stuff. But I'm biased. Then um, the women's ministry team, thank you so much for rallying and putting on such an amazing event. Um, anything else? There's other stuff. We have stuff to praise God about, right? Steve Burns is already home. What? That's amazing. That's amazing. That's, that's a testify. Preach it, preacher. You know, like that's one of those moments you just... You build an altar and say, God, you are real, and you show up, and you do stuff. Um, also, Lou, what? What? Holy moly, right? I just, uh, if you aren't encouraged, um, that's okay. You know, this is also, like I've, I've said numerous occasions, this is a place where it's a hospital, it's a party. It's everything in between. And um, so welcome. I'm glad you're here. Instead of the meet and greet, let's stand and I'll give us a call to worship. And this is... Um, this comes from Psalm 96. And I'll be reading from the King James English. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless God's name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Brothers and sisters, in Christ, let's claim today and show forth his glory. Show forth his greatness. Show forth his faithfulness. Let's sing to the God who 
consistently saves us. worship the Lord. He is worthy to be praised. Come, now is the time to
Since you were 
Sisters and brothers, recall the words of Scripture. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. It is Christ who said, I will never fail you nor forsake you. So come to Christ. Find the assurance that in confessing our sin, we are forgiven. Confident of God's grace, let us confess our sin and the sin of the world. Merciful God, you pardon all who truly repent and turn to you. We humbly confess our sin and ask your mercy. We have not loved you with a pure heart, nor have we loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not done justice, loved kindness, or walked humbly with you, our God. Have mercy on us, O God, in your loving kindness, in your great compassion. Cleanse us from our sin. Do not cast us away from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your bountiful spirit. Amen. Remember, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Our righteousness is found in Christ alone, a gift of God by faith. Beloved people of God, believe the good news. Through the grace of Jesus Christ, We are forgiven. Thanks be to God.
Amen and amen. Man. You guys sounded beautiful. You make it look easy, you know? I am, uh, we're still in, we're, we're, we're in the series. Uh, we're studying the Psalms and songs from the heart. I don't know about you, but I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Um, I feel like each week God has been preaching through me to me. And it's been encouraging and challenging. Um, and our journey continues. And um, we're looking today at Psalm 100. And anything else I need to say before I read the text? I don't think so. I think that's about it. I'm glad everybody's here. Um, notice that our teammate, Amy, is at home taking care of her sister, Goody. Um, Danny is off making a movie. I think it's in Utah. Is that right? Do you remember? Colorado or Utah? Somewhere pretty. Yeah, somewhere pretty. Um, Yeah, and so we're missing some of our teammates. And But good things are happening. Just a word of gospel before I even get to the text. Uh, Scotty Ewan, you know, everybody knows Scotty, right? He's an ordained pastor. No. And he's baptizing people over at the crossing. I just think that's amazing, right? Yeah. And I was told his, um, and he was actually baptized by Danny Fensenfeld. Isn't that bizarre? So newcomers, everybody's like, what's going on? But everybody that's been here for a while, it's it's just really neat stuff. Um, God's story continues. There's ups and there's downs. And I love that the Psalms meets us wherever we're at. And this is a good one. This is Psalm 100. It says this. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people. We are God's sheep of God's pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to God. Bless God's name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. This is the word of the Lord. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, preach through me. May my words be forgotten and dropped to the floor. May your words through me change us forever from the inside out like only you and your word can do. And all God's people said, it's a psalm of imperative. That's what scholars label it. A psalm of imperative. Make a joyful noise. Not if you feel like it. Not eh, once a week. Not when times are good only. 
We come into the presence of this psalm, and the psalmist says no. He presupposes, and he actually gets to it in a minute. I remember Francis Chan used to, um, he used to have this, he, had this, he has this illustration. He's still with us, so I, I, he probably still uses this illustration. He says, imagine if you had the, the ability to make life. And you constructed out of clay this little character. Do you remember that show Gumby? What if you made that Gumby and you made him or her and they were cruising around, they're walking and they're talking and they're doing what Gumbies do and then that Gumby looks at you and says, I don't need you and walks away and does whatever that Gumby wants to do. What would you do if you were the creator? And Francis Chan, he would always make this little character, and he'd go, this is what I would do. (laughs) I made you. It's an imperative psalm because God deserves it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you're a, prig- a pilgrim on God's journey, you are to make a joyful noise. What do you picture when you hear joyful noise? The choir. That's a lot of people, right? Choir. Many voices all coming together, all those notes, all those chords intertwining. A joyful noise is like... It grows and it magnifies. Opera fans, you might think of your favorite opera. Um, Gen Xers like myself, I think of a band called Havelina Rail Company. And they're a bluegrass band with like 16 or 17 members. And they no longer exist, but there was one guy that was on the washboard. Have you ever seen anybody play the washboard? And there's one guy up there, he was just stomping. But I remember watching that guy, and he was the happiest person in the band, because that's the easiest job you got. And he was just stomping around. His gospel music just jumping around. I think, picture that, make a joyful noise. In this psalm, there's liturgy, and there's theology. And the liturgy is everything. Make a joyful noise. Clang on whatever you got. Take your keys out and start shaking them. Make a joyful noise. All the earth. David Crowder has a worship song in it, and it's actually based on this song. It's called Make a Joyful Noise. And he says in there, every blade of grass will sing. And if you've read Ephesians, Paul thinks the same thing. There will be a day that everything will lift praises to God. This is just the first verse. We're going to be here till four in the afternoon. Okay, we've got to hit the gas pedal. Um, so the liturgy part, make a joyful noise, all the earth. Liturgy part, come into his presence. Come into his presence with gladness. Gladness. 
What do you think of when gladness? Do you think Christian? Do you think of yourself? I think there's an application right there. Smile more, Jason. Let your face know what is going on in your heart. Come into his presence with singing. Do you think there's people that don't enjoy singing? <laughs> I, I hear the, that's a loud, emphatic yes. Is it you don't enjoy singing or is it you don't enjoy singing in public? I think there's both. I think there are some people that don't enjoy singing. And I think those people, they do at least enjoy humming. <laughs> Who cannot enjoy that, right? Liturgy. Coming to God into his presence. Have a song on your heart, in your heart, a song on your lips. Sing. Cornell likes this part. There's a whole message right there. Sing louder on behalf of this text and Cornell. <laughs> Everyone in here, when we're singing hymns, sing louder. Um, notice, the, then here's the theology. The Lord is God. Yahweh is God. This was written at a time where there were many gods, little g, right? And the psalmist is saying, no, no. Wipe the slate clean. There's one God. And he's the Lord. He's the Lord of this scripture. He's the Lord behind this word. Other theology. What's the other theology? We are his. He made you. He made me. We are his. Like I started that story, he, he literally formed Adam and Eve out of the dirt, breathed life. We are his. I've already mentioned the book by Max Lucado. You are special. I'm pretty sure I have. But I'll mention it again. And if you've never read it, check it out from the library. Buy it for your grandchildren. Buy it for your children. Because it's this text right here. In this book, Lucado paints this fictional world where there are wimmicks. And these wimmicks are wooden people. And they walk around sticking gold dots or gray dots on everybody. If you do something good, they stick a gold dot on you. If, they do, if you do, now nah, you kind of fumble, you make some mistakes, they stick a gray dot on you. And the main, the main character is this guy named Punchinello, and he's got a bunch of gray dots. He's not your fastest wimmick. He's not your tallest. He's not your most beautiful wimmick. He's just walking around making mistakes and people are just sticking gray stickers on him until he meets this girl. The girl's name is Lucia. Lucia, she doesn't have any 
stickers on her. Zero stickers. Punchinella walks up to Lucy and says, how come you don't have any stickers on you? She says, it's because I go see Eli, the Wimmick maker. Punchinella says, where is this Wimmick maker? Up on the hill. Punchinella goes to see Eli, the, the Wimmick maker, walks into the tool shed. Eli's making Wimmicks. Punch, Eli says, actually, because I've read this so many times with Elsie. I read it with Zeke and I read it with Elsie, but Elsie would always read Eli's parts. And as a little girl, she would say, Punchinello. <laughs> and I just have that voice in my head, that little sweet little angel. Now she's a teen. and she, Anyway, we'll go, that's another sermon. Uh, but <laughs> she, she would say, Punchinello. And Punchinello looks at Eli and says, You know my name? You know my name? Eli says, Of course. I made you. I made you, Punchinello. Punchinello says, How come the stickers, they don't stick to Lucia? And they stick to me. Eli says, It's because Lucia has realized what the other women say doesn't matter. All that matters is what I say to you. And I say to you, I do not make mistakes. Punchinello walking out of the... Oh, he says... Um, Eli says, well, you'll get it. You'll get it eventually. Just keep coming back and visiting me. And Punchinello, as he's leaving, he has those words, I don't make mistakes, rolling around in his head. And he says out loud, I think he meant that. And as he says it, a gray dot falls to the ground. You are special. And God has made you. You want a reason for liturgically coming into his presence and praising him, giving him thanks? It's because he made you and he doesn't make mistakes. And then you have a mixture of liturgical and theological. And that's what we titled this, this sermon. Enter God's gates. What's liturgical about that? It's physical, right? You're moving as Robert Alter, the commentator, says, you're moving from the pilgrim as crosses from the profane to the sacred. What's theological about it? Who's the most powerful, most famous, most anything that has said, hey, come near to me. Come here, listen. 
Does anybody have anybody fun? Yeah, I was thinking more earthly, but you're getting to the end of the sermon. But that's right. That's right. I'm getting hungry too. Notice this. This is huge. This is ginormous. Have you, have you been to Jerusalem? Who's been to the Holy Land? There's, if you go to what's left of the temple, it's, there's the Wailing Wall, right? And people are putting all their prayer requests and they're putting all their praises in these cracks in this wall. And you get this sense that as you come near, you're coming to someplace special. You're coming to some place that for thousands of years, God dwelt right here. But this is just the outer gate. This is just the outer wall. What's the next line? Enter his courts. So we go from the profane to the sacred, and then to we, we get to this living room. God in this, in this psalm, through the psalmist, is inviting us, hey, come. You're welcome here. My presence welcomes you. If you've been there, if you're a, a male, you can go in this one room where only men can go. And you get this extra special. I won't get into gender equality and all that stuff. But I will say the illustration or the picture that this psalmist is, is painting is one of, first we walk into the house of the Lord. And then we walk into the living room. And then right at the end, some more theology. God is good and his love endures forever. And the women in the women's ministry, this is kind of a little bit what you guys were talking about, right? This last verse, and his faithfulness to all generations. Who handed you the baton of God sending his one and only son for you? Who are you handing that baton to? How do we apply any of this? Well, I think I've given you applications left and right. But I first want to remind you, um, read your Psalms. Open your Bibles throughout your week. Enter into, as Lucada would put it, Eli's woodshop. And let him speak to your heart of hearts, your innermost beings. And Golden Gate says this. We learn from this, and he intertwines the worship and the liturgy, or the theology and the liturgy. He says, worship involves sacred noise to accompany sacred acts at the sacred time in the sacred place. You want to immediately apply the sermon? 
make some sacred noise as we sacredly join our voices together at this sacred time in this sacred place and we sing now thank we all our God please stand with me and let's sing Please be seated. And as we continue in worship, we get back just a portion of what God has so richly blessed us with. And we, not, we don't do it out of guilt or shame. We do it out of a grateful heart and to join in the adventure of supporting this local outpost, God's local outpost in God's kingdom. This morning's tithes, offerings, and gifts are now received.
As we have just heard in Psalm 100, we are called to sing to the Lord and to shout with joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into God's presence with singing, singing joyful songs of praise. When Solomon prayed at the temple dedication, he asked God, Now, O my God, let your eyes be open and your ears attentive to prayer from this place. We ask that also this morning. Pray with me. O God, you are the great I am, the God of Abraham and Sarah, the God of Moses, the God of each one of us. Many prayers are said, many hymns are sung, and many sermons are preached here in your honor and to your glory. But however much we try, we cannot begin to say all that is in our hearts. Still we try. Hear us as we pray. We pray for the Church Universal, and we pray for this church and its influence in the community. May others be drawn to this place and find the Christ they have been seeking. May they find open arms welcoming them, and may they know that they are in your presence. And we pray for our world, God of peace, how this world needs peace. Our hearts ache at seeing some of the things happening in this world, of atrocities we can barely imagine. We hear reports of two wars taking place, and no one seems ready to end them. For so long, we have prayed for the Ukraine, and they continue to fight on. They need peace. Now we hear about Israel and Gaza and the Hamas organization. Hostages have been held for two weeks now and only two released. How are the others? Where are the missing? We pray for safe relief of all who are held We pray for the people of Gaza and that humanitarian help may reach them. We pray that the innocent are protected. We pray for peace. And we thank you for the hope that is in us, hope of a better world. We pray that your kingdom will come on earth and your will be done here and now. We pray that wars and violence will end and people will learn to live together in peace. Loving God, we know you as the great physician. We thank you for the healing graces that you have given to those we have been praying for. We thank you that Lustead is recovering well from her hip replacement, and we pray for continued progress in rehab. We thank you that Steve Byrne had a successful lung surgery and the surgeons were able to remove less lung than anticipated and that he is home already starting his recuperation. We pray for those here who are in need, those who are in need of companionship, of healing, of reassurance, of a reason for living. We pray for those unable to be with us this morning. We pray for those in need of prayer, for none of us is able to carry heavy burdens alone, 
And none of us needs to do so because you have promised to be with us always. We pray for continued healing for Georgina, for Beverly, for Kevin, and for Jimmy. We pray for any facing surgery in the week ahead that it may be successful. Continue to work your healing mercies in Patty and Kevin, Terry and Dusty and others that we name in our hearts. Almighty God, with the prayer your Son taught us always on our lips, we ask, we seek, we knock at your door. In every need, grant us first and best of your gifts, the Spirit that makes us your children. We ask this through Christ the Lord, your Son, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now, if you would stand for our final hymn, and we're going to sing about singing. Okay, that's going to be fun, right? Gosh, I love that. That was a great tune. I love that hymn. Um, I wish I did have a thousand tongues. Um, a couple things I didn't mention at the beginning. Next week, along with being Reformation Sunday, we'll also welcome any new members who come to the new members class Friday or Saturday. We'll also have a um, congregational meeting right after the service. I think we're going to have it in here. And we're going to hear from the nominating committee on the new elders and deacons that are to be nominated and vote on them. Um, and right after this, there's a deacons meeting. 
if you were asked to be on the deacons or the elders, honestly consider and reconsider being on this leadership team. Now I can say, without a shadow of a doubt, both teams gather around food. (laughs) My wife made a wonderful frutata for the deacons meeting right after. And then also, if but if you if it's honestly not the time, and you need to be ministered to, there's nothing but grace. Don't feel guilt or pressure. But do pray for our teams. Pray for the deacons meeting this this afternoon, or it starts at morning and then moves in the afternoon. And pray for our, our elders as we meet this Tuesday. And also, nominating committee said, well, let's move back, since Danny's not here, we'll move back um, staff appreciation and, and recognize our staff in the service next week. So make sure you fill out a card to a staff member's pictures of all the staff, and there's cards to be, just write a quick note. That's enough announcements. Let's go and praise the Lord with our, with our lives and with our mouths and with everything we've got, but receive this benediction this morning. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all earthly understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.